Welcome back to the Ways to Flourish podcast, where we discuss how to flourish through our challenges and elevate voices across William & Mary's campus. I'm Lindsay Heck. And I'm Jimmy Hellman-Dollar. And today we are joined by seniors Carolyn Taylor and Lauren Lamb. They are project managers within the Parks Research Lab with the Bird Scavenger Hunt. Welcome to both of you, Carolyn and Lauren. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you for having us. Yeah, excited to talk about this project that there has been some buzz about for quite some time. Um, explain to us, what is the bird scavenger hunt? So the bird scavenger hunt um, is an outdoor activity. Um, the objective is to travel to each of the designated birding sites um, on and off campus, all within walking distance, and observe the avians in that area. Um, it should be off the ground this spring. It's not available currently. Um, we're working, working hard on it. Um, and students and other members of the community who want to participate will be able to do so by picking up the scavenger hunt kit from the wellness center. Um, so a map of these birding sites will be provided in the kit materials along with the booklet to assist participants and navigating to the sites. Um, the booklet will also kind of serve to help participants in identifying what species of bird are common for any given site. Small stickers are also provided for participants to place over sites on their map that they visited. Um, so after having placed a sticker over every site, signifying that they've observed birds at each place, participants can show their completed map to staff at the Wellness Center and receive a mug as a prize. Um, so participants are encouraged to keep their completed maps, um, you know, hang it up on their walls or display it in some other way. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, how did you both get involved with this project? Have you both bird watched a lot in the past? I have never been bird watching before at all. Um, I did eco, the science and experience of ecotherapy with Dr. Ives in sophomore year and just had the best time. Like I've always loved getting outside and everything like that. But so in that way, then we talked and she talked in class a lot about Pearl, about, about, about the research lab. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to be a part of this. And, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also had never been birding before, but definitely spent a lot of time outside um, and I believe I might have seen a, a posting about it in student happenings or something along those lines. And it seemed like something that um, like really aligned with my personal values. Um, so yeah, it's something that I really wanted to be a part of. That's fantastic, Lauren. Tell us a little bit more about that intersectionality of your values and the basis of this project. Um, so essentially, um, the goal for the bird scavenger hunt is to get as many students outside as possible um, to really engage and be in not only our campus community, but the greater Williamsburg community um, and kind of develop their own personal relationship with their environment. Um, that is something that um, I think I is it has been a journey for me throughout my time at William & Mary. Um, now being a senior, I can kind of reflect on that and um, I guess recognize that that is something that I'll carry with me getting to encourage that in other people um, for them to develop their own connections to nature um, is really important to me. So what do participants in the bird scavenger hunt do? I know you were talking about like how they pick up their packets and then they travel to different locations around campus. So like once they're there, what do they do? I, I watch birds in my backyard sometimes, but I can't say I've really had much experience with the kind of official activity, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I think it's definitely something that um, is new to a lot of people. I think people that are really introverting are like really into it. And um, it's something that's really awesome. But definitely, um, no one should be discouraged if they don't have any prior experience. And I think the bird scavenger hunt 
um, was really designed with um, beginners in mind, um, you know, just trying to get as many people outside as possible. Um, so some of the materials, um, for instance, the, the booklet, um, it's supposed to help guide um, those with like little or no experience. Um, and there are certain apps um, that you can also download that help, you know, identifying birds. Um, the eBird app is especially um, helpful. We actually put the QR code for um, the download for the app in the booklet. Um, it's really cool because not only does it provide a database of different bird species, um, different history facts and things like that for different species, but it also features real-time data about the kinds of birds that can be observed in different places at different times. That's wonderful. And so there's obviously this educational component. You're learning about these beautiful flying tiny beasts that occupy <laughs> our community. Um, but explain to us, what are some of the other benefits um, that that participating in birding has for us in particular connected to our physical and our mental well-being? Yeah, absolutely. I and that's kind of what we do at Pearl a lot um, is like studies show that active engagement with nature and, and time spent in green space can significantly reduce stress and anxiety, which I think becomes especially important on a college campus. And there's like decades worth of research that goes into this and we see it in ecotherapy as well as animal therapy, but also I think in like small doses in our everyday lives when we might choose to go on a walk and come home feeling a lot more content and calm. Um, so right now, Pearl's researching that specifically, like how access to and use of green space plays a role specifically in students' lives and mental health. And mental health. But I think it's interesting because humans, when we first evolved, we spent, of course, like 100% of our lives outside, whereas now in the United States, most adults likely spend less than five hours outside each week. Um, and so that disconnect with nature might be something that we feel really profoundly so repairing and healing our relationship with the environment, I think can have a real impact on our overall happiness. And it also just kind of gets us a break and gets us out of the house, which we can all acknowledge is important sometimes. Yeah. And we, we've talked to Dr. Evis a couple of times on this podcast about Pearl <laughs> and about campus green spaces, which we're really lucky to have a lot of that. Um, so how you, you talked about how regular exposure to nature has its benefits Personally, for you, what have you found when you have more nature exposure? How does that affect both of you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think after ecotherapy, after taking that class, definitely it, I really started to incorporate a lot more of the practices in my life and, and just try and like be more mindful when I was outside, not just like take myself on a walk, but take myself on a walk and put away my phone. Um, and, and I definitely feel like it's reduced my overall anxiety, reduced my stress. It, it gets me, I mean, it's a time when you're specifically not thinking about your homework and the other things in your lives. And you're just like taking note of the world around you. Lauren, I don't know if you have anything to add. Yeah, I mean, the same for me. I think um, being outside provides a, a sense of peace that is really difficult to achieve any other way. I think it's definitely helped to, yeah, alleviate stress. The earth is giving us life, um, you know, not just you as an individual, but many other beings, species. So I think it's, for me personally, nice to feel connected. Yeah, I think that's wonderful, Lauren. I have, I'd asked before, like, what is that mental and that uh, physical impact on your well-being? But really, there's this huge emotional, I mean, excuse me, environmental component, obviously, and our, and our approach here that 
to me, just creating that connection and that understanding, especially through this project, when you start to learn more about what is it that exists in this natural environment within our, our community, you develop this sense of appreciation for it and then that added layer of responsibility for care too. So I just think it's such a, a lovely way to expose people to um, our outdoor friends, community, and neighbors. Yeah. Do either of you have any tips for getting more nature exposure? Because I know um, as college seniors, you know what it's like to be a little bit overwhelmed with work and with all of the other aspects of our lives. It can be really hard to find the time to get out there. Yeah, I think one of the important things to acknowledge is that like any way to incorporate nature into your life can have a significant impact on your happiness um, and your mental well-being. Even putting photos of nature around your office um, or buying a house plant for your bedside table or your desk has, has been shown to reduce anxiety. And of course, intentional engagement is best. So I personally try to follow, we learned about um, in our ecotherapy class, it's like this easy pattern and you do the everyday little changes of having plants around or looking outside for a few minutes. And then once a week, like physically take yourself outside for a few hours. That's going on a picnic with your friends or reading your book on a bench. And then once a month, go on a hike or have a more immersive like experience outside. And as a student, I found that pretty manageable. Um, but I think it's really important, again, to say that any changes to incorporate the natural world into your life are, are good changes. So you can't really do anything wrong. Any effort to spend more time with working your relationship with the earth and with nature is, is a kind thing to do for yourself. Yeah. And we talked about mostly the environmental, physical, mental health aspect, the benefit of this specific event, the bird, um, bird scavenger hunt. I don't know if maybe this is more of a question for Lindsay, but what other benefits can you think of that this event might have? You know, like I mentioned a minute ago, that just appreciation for this community, we come to this place to spend a lot of times inside of these boxes, right? And these academic experiences and, absorbing these learning opportunities and of course engaging with the community members and beyond the building right we we do have this really lovely natural landscape and environment with you know deep history and roots and and to be connected I think to these native species I don't know how y'all probably know how many specifically we have um, but I just have such an appreciation for how they vary from place to place and how this might be a little bit different from what's in our way, of course, regionally. And I think having that, of course, respect for what William and Mary is and then also where it is, I think that this is just such a lovely way of deepening that connection to, to that, that natural space that, that it occupies. Um, and of course, also also that mindfulness mindfulness element, being able to take that time, that intentionality. There's so many different practices and ways that we can start to engage the mind, the senses, into facilitating that space of awareness, rest. You know, and and I think that this is a nice activity that you can engage with. 
but also from that mindful lens that allows you to incorporate a moment of rest as well in a really fun way. Yeah, Lauren and Caroline, do you feel like almost you've gotten some of those kinds of benefits just from planning it? Um, I know it's a pretty big event, so um, it's definitely a big project. But yeah, how's been the process? Um, I can't really speak for Caroline, but I, I mean, I think that we both have definitely experienced um, the benefits um, throughout the project. It, we have been required to be outside ourselves, kind of visit these sites and maybe witness some of the, the natural wildlife there. Um, and I think it, it has deepened our own appreciation for um, the greater Williamsburg community and the, the native wildlife in the area. And definitely probably for me has um, developed my own sense of kind of like environmental stewardship and responsibility to um, the community. Yeah, I would, I would second everything Lauren said. Definitely my favorite part was that we got to visit all of the different sites of the map, like she said. And, and yeah, at one of them, I actually saw a bald eagle. So that was, wow. that was really cool <laughs> to get to see that it like actually works and that students are going to be able to see, to see those kinds of things and see birds. So, <laughs> And I, of course, am very excited that this uh, project and resource is going to be available at the Wellness Center where we are very lucky to have um, the wildlife refuge behind us. But what are the other places that this is going to be available? Yeah, um, so we have uh, 12 different sites oh, on wow. the map. And and so Colonial Williamsburg is one of them. Most of them are right around campus. There are a couple that are a little bit further. Um, we make use, of course, of the Matoka trails that are such a cool thing that we get to have on campus. Um, and most of them are within about a 20 minute walk, some are a little bit longer if you're going out on a Saturday and have a little bit more time, but some are designed that you could just pop by in between your classes um, and, and just take a few minutes. So, so it's really designed to, to work with the student and kind of in the best way that they, they would like to. Yeah, really accessible. And then how many different types of birds do we have um, to identify? Is, it, is this like a full inclusive list on the scavenger hunt or um, what are we working with here? It is not a full inclusive list. So the scavenger hunt is essentially you have to check off going to all the sites because the reality is that sometimes you're going to go and you're going to see all these different cool birds and you're going to see so much. And sometimes you're going to go and you're going to see some cool trees, but <laughs> maybe not so many birds. Um, and so the goal really is just to get students outside and because honestly, all of these green spaces are beautiful with or without birds. So visiting the sites is a treat in and of itself. And, and we wouldn't expect people to like go on an hour long walk and then not see anything and then go back the next day and, and wait until they find something. That's awesome. And I have two questions. So first of all is what is your favorite bird? I actually just answered um, this question to someone yesterday. So it's very funny that you asked. Um, but my favorite bird is a chimney swift. Um, they make their nests in chimneys. Um, they're very sweet. I worked as an extern uh, with the Wildlife Center of Virginia last summer. Um, and in that position, I was able to um, hand feed with a tube um, one little um, chimney swift. Um, and I just remember it perfectly. I just remember how, how very sweet it was. Um, so that has kind of stuck with me and is just kind of a memory of my experiences um, with the Wildlife Center. So 
That's so cute. Um, <laughs> mine is, is an indigo bunting. And it's because when I was growing up, there was this one and it would always go and sit right outside of my window. And so it was the first bird whose like call I really became familiar with. And so now when I'm walking around, I can always kind of pick it out. And the second question is, what is your favorite thing that has come out of working on this project? I guess for me, I think just meeting everybody and, and like the relationships that I've formed and I would kind of include the, the earth itself as a relationship there because a lot of our meetings we get to have outside and outside of the Keck lab. Um, and, and so whenever I get the chance to spend time outside and, and honestly just, just get excited about other people spending time outside, it's just a really positive environment. And, and Pearl is just a very enthusiastic group of students. So it's been really fun to be a part of that. Um, with people that, like Lauren was saying, kind of share your values and share your enthusiasm. I was actually thinking the same thing. Um, it, it is really, really nice to, to be around a group of people that really share in your values. Um, and also I was thinking um, our director, Dr. Ebus, I think that we all are really inspired by her and her personal relationship with the environment. I think we all kind of like aspire to be her when we grow up. Um, so getting to know her a little bit better and getting to see her shining face and hear her voice um, every Friday is very lovely as well. That's fantastic. I am such a big fan of the work that is done in the Parkinson Research Lab. I just love to see this enthusiasm. Never thought that we'd be in a place that we have to get excited about seeing people outside. You know, we as natural beings, I feel like it's just something that's so important to us to be in these beautiful um, spaces and, and occupy them. And so... Now that we are in a space that we need folks like you to encourage us to get back outside, I just um, am really appreciative of, of all the work that comes out of your area. Um, and so if anyone wants to get connected um, and learn more about the bird scavenger hunt, what's the best place to find that information? So for anybody who has any specific questions or suggestions, um, they could feel free to email parksresearchlab at gmail.com. And if you're just generally interested in what we do and want to, you know, keep updated with it, definitely follow the Pearl Instagram and TikTok. At, I think it's Parks Research and Parks Research Lab at William Mary. And you can also sign up for a listserv. Um, I always enjoy getting our little listserv emails and, and find out more on parksresearchlab.com. Great. Well, thank you to both of you for joining us today. Um, yeah. That's really exciting, the work that you're doing with the bird scavenger hunt. And I'll definitely have to look around me when I go outside for <laughs> all of the birds that are around on campus. Um, so thank you to our sponsor as well, United Healthcare, for the support of this podcast. Ways to Flourish is produced by Lindsay Heck, Ben Heath, Daria Moody, Calder Sprinkle, and myself, Ginny Helmendaller. Dollar.